are on chapter 11 of Kuntras and Yonish Teres In fact, we're going to learn chapters 11 and 12 in Merzah Hashem tonight. But just to recap where we're coming from, we've been talking about essence. Uh, the soul level, which is not a level, that corresponds to the essence, or is the essence of the soul, is called Yechida. And we're saying how there are four levels of Torah interpretation, Pshat, Remez, Drosh, Sod, and they correspond to four levels of the soul, Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya. And then Chsidis is a different category altogether, which corresponds to Yechida. And just as Yechida is the essence of the soul, it's not any one of the four manifestations or parts, so to Chsidis is sort of like the essence of Torah. And the way we're going to illustrate that is we're going to show you how it's different than Pshat Remez Drosh Sod, the four uh, levels of Torah interpretation. And then also, though, not only is it, because that remember we're saying about Etzim, that it's distinct from everything, but yet it's in everything. That paradox of the oil. We used the, the, the uh, metaphor we used to bring that out, that, that paradoxical uh, property of, of essence. We brought it out with the, the idea of oil. It's not in any particular part of the olive, but it's in the entire olive. Um, so we're bringing out how chassidus is different from the other four interpretations, and yet how it plugs into and then illuminates and brings to life all the other four interpretations. So we, we did Pshat Ramazur Sod last week, and now we're on chassidus. So tonight we're going to do chassidus of Maida'ani. Remember, we took Maida'ani as our case study. So we did the four levels of Maidani. Now we're going to do Maidani according to Chesidus. And then, that's chapter 11. And then chapter 12, we're going to plug Chesidus back into the Pshat. And then we'll go, not tonight, but in following weeks, we'll plug Chesidus into the Remes and plug Chesidus into the Drosh and plug Chesidus into the Sod. Okay, so let's, let's go ahead. Chapter 11. The explanations of Maida'ani that we gave according to the four levels of Torah interpretation, which correspond to the four levels of the soul. Each one of them explains some different aspect of the general principle of the gratitude of Maida'ani. So each one of them is hitting a different aspect. Then comes Chsidis, which is the Yechida of Teira. It gives a general explanation. It explains the essential point, which is in Maida'ani, which comes from the Yechida of the person. Okay. What does that mean? How do we explain that? We're going to illustrate it. We're going to demonstrate it. So here we go. You ready? Here's the explanation of Moedani according to Chassidus. And you're going to see how it's different than the other four levels. And how it's not an aspect of the gratitude of Moedani. It is capturing something essential or the essence of the gratitude of Moedani. Here we go. The explanation of Maidani according to Chesidus is Haschalasi shall say the Rayyim who be Maidani. 
The beginning of the day is Maida'anis. First thing you do when you are beginning to gain consciousness. Sha'imin may say Kedim Nitilasidaim. In fact, we say it as mentioned earlier, we say it before we even wash our hands. Afilibiadaim Tameas, in other words, even with impure hands. If, if we've been sleeping, we have impure hands, and uh, we're saying Maidani even before we wash that impurity away. How is this possible that we recite a prayer with impure hands? There's no other prayer you recite with impure hands. Lefishakol hatume shabaelam. Because all the impurities in the world cannot defile the Meida'ani of a Jew. It is uncorruptible. It's possible that a Jew may be lacking in one area or in another. But his Meida'ani, his simple gratitude to Hashem, always remains perfect. It's interesting, this teaching is a teaching of the Friedrich Rebbe, the previous Rebbe, which is in Sefer Hayyem Yeim. The Rebbe wrote a Sefer Hayyem Yeim, which is uh, daily thoughts according to the dates of the Jewish year. So what date is this Hayyem Yeim? I just said the same thing in Yiddish because this entry in in, in Hayemim is in Yiddish. What date is it? You want to know the date? Yod Aleph Shvat. You know what's interesting about Yudalaf Shvat? And I'm not saying this on any authority. This is just my observation. Yudalaf Shvat is the first day of the Rebbe's Nesias. Right? Because the previous Rebbe was Nistalik Yud Shvat. The Rebbe accepted the Nesias at the following year on the Yort site, at the Yud Shvat Fabrengen. And the first day of the Rebbe's Nesias was Yudalaf Shvat. So just like Maida'ani is the beginning of each day, <laughs> Maida'ani is the beginning of the Rebbe's Nesias. Now, Hayemim was written for Tafshin Gimel for 1943. So, what I'm describing is something that occurred, well, the Friedrich Rebbe's Yistalkos was in 1950, and the, the Rebbe's acceptance of the, the, the leadership was in 1951. So, obviously, according to, you know, regular, what we call Das Tachtain, regular knowledge, you know, the, the Rebbe couldn't have known that Yud al-Shvat had that significance, unless that I've had other ways of knowing, but again, I, you know, that's not my business. The point is, it's just interesting, and everything is Hashkach pratis, right? Everything is designed by Hashem. So Hashem surely knew the significance of this date. And it's interesting that Yud al-Shvat is the entry about the Maida'ani, the purity of the Maida'ani, and that's the first day of the Rebbe's leadership. And really, again, I'm not saying this on any authority, but just my feelings, if you could really sum up what is the Rebbe's leadership all about, it's about the unshakable belief in the uncorruptibility of every single Jew. No matter where he or she may be found, in whatever situation he or she may be struggling in, there is the full force of the Jewish soul within them. And that's, that's the message of Maida'ani, and that's the Hayyem Yem for Yud Aleph.
Schwat. Okay, again, I'm saying this not on any authority. This is just my feeling. I mean, it's a fact that it's the Maidani, the Maidani is the is the Hayemim for Yud Aleph Shvat. But I'm, the significance to which I am ascribing the, the that coincidence is purely um, mine. Okay, so let's continue here. The Inyan Zehu Mitzad Yechida Dafke. This idea of the soul being uncorruptible. That's really speaking about Yechida. On the four levels of Nefesh, Ruch, Neshama, and Chayeh, there can be a blemish. There can be impurity. Of course you could damage your soul, God forbid. But when you talk about the essence of the soul, which is constantly, intrinsically one with Hashem, that's what that word Yechida means. It means Yechid, one, united. It's not possible that any blemish or impurity could occur. And it always remains perfect and whole. So, the explanation that Maida'ani is this pure, not just it's pure, but it is, it is the expression that is incapable of becoming impure. Um, what's that talking about? That's talking about Yechidah Nefesh. And now another uh, observation connected to this point, and this is still the Chassidish explanation of Maida'ani, but an, an additional uh, ancillary point to that point, in, in parentheses. That's why, on a deeper level, the, none of the seven names which you're not allowed halakhically to erase, uh, names of Hashem, are mentioned in Meida'ani. Now the simple reason we said already, according to Pshat, is because we're not allowed yet to say Hashem's name because we haven't washed our hands. But the Tamapnimi, the inner reason, is because there's a very beautiful idea here. Since Meidani is an expression of the, the essence of the soul, The level of Hashem that we're speaking about here is not a level, but the essence, and therefore cannot be captured by a name. To use the wording of the Zayar, it can't be grasped by a name. Each and every divine name describes another aspect or manifestation or expression of godliness. And then, when you're talking about the essence of Hashem, there is no name that can contain it. There's no vessel for it. So we just use a pronoun. You know, like when Hashem spoke, Anoichi, I am Hashem, Alekecha, who took you out of Egypt, right? That's the first of the Ten Commandments. Anoichi, I am, I am Anoichi, I am who I am, right? Um, so here too, we don't use any of the Shemais because we're talking from the essence to the essence. We're speaking to Hashem's essence, which can't be captured by any divine name. Meidani Lefanecho. Now, why is that specifically the, the, the explanation that Chassidus offers? Simple. 
the four levels of Torah interpretation, which correspond to the four levels of the soul. None of those four levels, even side, do not talk about essence to the extent that we find in the Zayar. Even though it is the highest of the four levels, and you would think that it would cover this topic, it counts or it enumerates the levels of the soul, and it only mentions nefesh, ruach, neshama, or neshama neshama. It doesn't say yechida. It doesn't count yechida. Because it's included in that terminology, neshama lin neshama. Neshama lin neshama is chaya. And then included in that, in a sort of hinting way, is yechida. But it doesn't mention yechida anywhere uh, explicitly when it's enumerating the names of the soul. Remember we said that the medrash has five names for the soul. Nefeshok neshama chaya yechida. The name yechida comes from medrash. But in Zayar, it doesn't enumerate yechida specifically. I mean, the truth is in other places in Zayar it does. But... And the Rebbe explains that in a order here, in a footnote. But when it's enumerating the levels of the soul, it doesn't, it doesn't count Yechida. And the Rebbe is making a point here, that because Soid is still one of the four levels. And four levels is Nefesh Ruch Neshama Chayet. It doesn't go to Yechida. But Chesidus, which is Yechida, speaks all the time about Yechida. And at length, <laughs> case in point, this entire... Uh, discourse is all about Yechida. Let's continue. And since the Yechida is the essence of all the four levels of the soul, so therefore, the Chesidish explanation of Meida'ani, which is the Yechida of Meida'ani, so Chesidus is going to illuminate all the four specific levels of Torah interpretation, which they only explain the various details or aspects or qualities of Meida'ani, as will now be explained. So we just learned the explanation of Meida'ani according to Chesidus, which is, just to, to recap, that Meida'ani is the expression of the, the, the essence of the soul, which cannot be defiled. That's why we make that proclamation before we've even washed our hands, because we don't even need to wash our hands, because nothing can defile the Meida'ani of a Jew. Correspondingly, when we're speaking to Hashem from our essence, we're speaking to Hashem's essence, so it's not even uh, describable by any of Hashem's names. It's just the pronoun you. Thank you. I acknowledge you for giving back my soul. Okay. Um, let's continue with chapter 12, shall we? What are we going to do here in chapter 12? We're going to go back to the Pshat, and we're going to plug Chassidus into the Pshat. And just so you remember, what was the Pshat of Maidani? The Pshat of Maidani is we need a... We needed to formulate some type of a prayer that we can say under the conditions that we're in when we wake up, meaning we have impure hands. So we want to really later, we're going to say 
Elikai Neshama. Um, but we can't do it yet. But we needed to say it right away because you're supposed to give thanks immediately when you get benefit. So we formulated this Maida'ani to, uh, to, to express gratitude under those conditions. But the point is gratitude. We're, we're, we're thanking Hashem for giving back the soul. Okay, that's the pshat. Thank you, Hashem. All right. Yud Beis. Ha'chai yushchsidis machnis bechelak pshat shbemeidani shoido hi al shchzar to be nishmasi. Now chsidis, what does it illuminate about the idea, the pshat level of meidani that meidani is thanking Hashem for giving back your soul? Who had gosha bepirish nishmasi nishama shali. Chsidis is going to zero in on the word nishmasi, my soul. Not just you gave me back a soul. What does that mean? The whole gratitude is thinking Hashem, He gave you back your Jewish soul. What does that mean, your Jewish soul? If Hashem would merely give you back another soul, what does that mean, another soul? A soul that would get your body up and running, meaning it would return you from the 60th of death that sleep is. So you would be alive again, but you wouldn't have back your unique Jewish spirituality. You wouldn't have the same gratitude. The gratitude is not just that I'm alive physically. The gratitude is I have a Jewish soul, which means this special connection as a Jew. Because from the perspective of Yechidah, the person feels that what is the definition of life? Not just physical life, but a Jewish life. If I were given back any other energy that would also enliven me and get me up in the morning, that would be like, comparatively, relatively speaking, an animal's soul. Are you going to say, what he's saying, if, if it's not a Jewish soul, it's an animal's soul? In just a minute, he makes it very clear that if you were given back a non-Jewish soul, that that's a human soul. But we don't want just a human soul. We want our uniquely Jewish soul, which is our Jewish connection to Hashem. So it's not enough just to be alive again, physically alive. The soul can't just be a vitality that makes me alive. The soul also means my special Jewish connection to Hashem, which is... Um, for me as a Jew, or at least from my Yechida's perspective, synonymous with life itself. Let's continue. Look, even just physical life, having that energy called a soul that, which enlivens your body, it's a pretty impressive thing. Especially a human soul. Right? So even if you got back, he's saying, a non-Jewish soul, it's still a human soul. A human, human soul is a pretty big deal, right? And nevertheless, even though it's a pretty big deal, very big deal, every Jew is like a prince. The way a prince defines life is a relationship with his father, the king. 
But if you take the prince out of the palace and you put him in a pen, not only he won't enjoy such a life, he will be disgusted with such a life. So the point is, I'm not just saying, oh, thank you for waking me up. Because the truth is, you could have woken my 60th of death uh, state of slumber with giving me back any human energy that would, you know, do that job. No, I'm thankful that you woke me up again and put my Jewish soul within me so I could have my uniquely Jewish relationship with you and live another day Jewishly. And here, the, the Rebbe is going to talk about a, a famous story about a chassid of the Alter Rebbe, of the chassid of the Balatanya. It's known there's a story about the Chosid Rabbi Yekusio Lepler. The Alter Rebbe wanted to give him a blessing for a long life. Amr, told him in Yiddish, Don't give me peasant years. What does that mean, peasant years? Don't give me peasant years means don't give me, don't just give me life if it's going to be physical life, where I won't see and hear godliness. Life can't just be physical life. It has to be a life of appreciating godliness. So the Rebbe asks a question. Seemingly, this is wondrous. When you give somebody a present, especially a big present, like long life, you don't respond and say, I'll only take your present if you'll give more. If I say, I want to give you $1,000. No, no, no. Only if you give me $2,000. Nobody does that. Now, life is a big present. And like we mentioned before, that you, you, when Hashem gives you back your life, you want to thank Him for that benefit right away, just like you would thank Hashem for any benefit right away. And how much more so the benefit of being alive, because that is the benefit which includes all benefits. So... And that's even just being alive without, an, you know, without a uniquely Jewish life, but just being physically alive. So why would you haggle? You don't haggle when someone's giving you a gift. How was Rabbi Kusil seemingly like haggling with the Alter Rebbe? He's giving you a gift and you're telling him, no, 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 you have to give me more. But here's the explanation. It wasn't that Rabbi Kosiel would say, oh, you want to give me $1,000? No, 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 you have to give me $2,000. That would not make sense. Rather, he was confirming what the $1,000 were. Is it $1,000 or 1,000 pesos? <laughs> he wasn't haggling on the price. He was confirming what the currency was. He was making sure, when you're giving me long life, do you mean just life? That my body will be awake, that I'll be walking around, that I'll be drawing breath? That's not enough. I want to make sure when you're saying long life, you mean life as a Jew. For Rabbi Kusil, it was very clear. Life has to mean that you're sensitive to godliness. That's why I said not peasant years. He told him, 
life that's just physical life, that's nothing to me. Not only would I not appreciate it, I would be disgusted by such life. I would despise such life. That is not life. Just being alive. Now, this is a, this is a radical concept here. Life, life, just the fact that your body is able to walk around, that's, that, we can't create life. Life is a, an amazing gift. And yet, even that, from the perspective of Yechida, is like, no, that's not a gift. I don't appreciate just being alive. When I talk about life, life to me doesn't just mean the fact that I'm able to, you know, my body is, able, is animated and I can walk around. Or even, or even, that would only be the level of nefesh, by the way. Or even that I can feel deep feelings, that would be ruach. Or even that I can think deep thoughts, you know. Well, uh, who was it? Descartes said, I think, therefore I am. You know, someone came to Descartes, he was at a fancy restaurant, and the waiter said, uh, sir, would you like dessert? And he said, I think not. And he disappeared. Anyways. Um, or even... Chaya, which means spirituality and the ability to, you know, have religious devotion, to want something greater than, than just regular life. But even that's not enough. That's not enough. It has to be yechida. It has to be that, that uh, essence of myself, which is one with the essence of Hashem. And if that's not life, then it's nothing. From a perspective of nefesh, that makes no sense. From, meaning, a nefesh wouldn't say that. A nefesh wouldn't say, life without God isn't life. Ruach wouldn't say that. Neshama wouldn't say that. Chaya wouldn't even say that. Only Yechida would say that. Let, let's read the words inside. This feeling that the only real life is being aware of God. This feeling comes from where? Mitzad gilu yechida dafke. It only comes from yechida. Mitzad dalad abechines nefeshuch neshama chaye from the four levels of the soul. Mekevin shmitzuyorim heim be'ezetziur meichin midis chulu. Since each one of them manifests itself in a different way, nefesh is physical life and ruach is emotional life and neshama is intellectual life. And, and Chaya is spiritual life. So, they each sort of define life as their quality. So, as long as I can walk around, Nefesh says I'm alive. As long as I can have feelings, Ruach says I'm alive. As long as I can think, Neshama says I'm alive. As long as I can uh, live for a greater calling than myself, Chaya says I'm alive. Now, when they do have godliness, it's like an additional, it's gravy, it's bonus, very nice, it's very nice, so you add godliness to your life, that's how they see it. So they have, even on a very subtle level, at least the concept, in theory, of living without God. It's nice when you have God, of course, but if you don't, that's also life. But not from the perspective of Yechida. Yechida's entire uh, being is the idea of being one with God. So for Yechida, there's no allowance for, and no significance to, 
anything else but Hashem. So you're telling me, you're, but, but you're alive, okay, so you won't be one with Hashem, but you'll be alive. No, that's not called alive. By the way, you know, this is not a joke. Sigmund Freud wrote a book about Jewish jokes, and it's probably the unfunniest book I ever read. Anyways, but there's a joke. Yeah, Freud wrote a book of, about Jewish humor. There's a joke in there where uh, a guy, Chosen, uh, gets married, and he comes back to the Shadchan, and he says, you just set me up with this girl. You told me that her father died. He didn't die. He's in prison. He's a criminal. He's in prison. And you told me he's not alive. And the Shadchan says, no, you call that living? <laughs> okay. Anyway, I tell you, it's the unfunniest book I ever read. No, you call that living? There's another version of that joke, by the way, from the Soviet Union, about the KGB knocks on the door. Does Rebanovich live here? And there's a little guy answer, a guy answers the door, a little short, bald guy. And the KGB says, does Rebanovich live here? No, he doesn't live here. Ten minutes later, KGB comes back. Sir, comrade, you know, does Rabinovich live here? No, doesn't live here. Ten more minutes later, KGB comes back. He's got a picture. He says, see this picture? This is a picture of Rabinovich. It looks just like you. Why do you keep saying Rabinovich doesn't live here? The little guy says, no, this do you call living? <laughs> okay. Anyways, the point is, the shot of Meida'ani is, thank you, Hashem, for giving me back my soul. Gratitude. Chassidus comes in and says, yeah, what's the gratitude? Nishma, see, my soul. It's not enough that I'm walking around drawing breath. The gratitude that I have, it comes from the essence of my soul, the uncorruptible essence, which I don't even have to wash my hands first before I express it. And it goes directly to Hashem's essence, which can't even be described with one of the divine names. From that perspective, life is is my relationship with Hashem. In other words, let me say it very simply. From the level of nefesh, ruach, neshama, chaya, Hashem can enhance my life. From the perspective of Yechida, Hashem is my life. And when I say Ani, that's what I'm thanking Hashem for. I'm thanking Hashem for the fact that He and I are one and He is my life and there's nothing else but Him that is life. That is Pshat, according to Chassidus. All right, Amir Hashem, we will continue uh, next week and we'll learn Ramiz, according to Chassidus.